This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Elizabeth Preston. Bonus sharing 10 of my secrets. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for barrier-breaking women who are ready to shed their good girl layers so they can own their power and live deeply fulfilling lives instead. I'm your host, Lindsay Elizabeth. I'm a leadership coach to women all over the world. And I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me and my guests as we challenge you to shed society's bullshit systems and beliefs to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you were meant to be. As you listen, trust your intuition to take what you love and leave the rest. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. And while that informs my experience and perspectives, I wholeheartedly believe living a deeply fulfilling life is possible to every woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I'm open to doing better and hearing your feedback. My goal is for you to leave this show feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to share this show with every woman you know so they too can create a life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hi there, beautiful soul. Well, it's a bonus episode of the show, which means... It's typically unedited, so you may hear weird sounds in the background from time to time. It's unfiltered. Basically, at the end of the day, y'all love these episodes. It's some of our highest downloaded, and so I thought, why not keep doing these bonuses every month um, since people tend to like them so much? And so this time, I'm going to share 10 of my secrets on the show. Woo, 10 things I often don't ever talk about. So get ready. Why am I sharing this? Because I think authenticity, can't even get that word out. Authenticity is power. I think it is freeing. The more that I'm authentic, the more it frees you up to be authentic cuz you're like, "Dang, if she can go on a podcast and say these things, then maybe I can talk to my spouse about this thing or my boss about this or tell my friend this thing or whatever it is, right? And so I don't mind leading by example and getting uncomfortable at times for your authenticity at the end of the day, all right? So here we go. We got a lot to talk about with 10 secrets. You ready? All right, the first one I'm gonna share, (laughs) this one's actually probably one of my biggest ones is I often get jealous of my own clients who get coached by me because I believe so wholeheartedly that I am such a great coach that there are times that I'm like, fuck, I wish I could clone myself and coach myself. I shit you not, I think about that all the time. You know, I was watching a documentary recently about Gloria Allred And she is a lawyer. She's basically like a lawyer for women who um, go through hard things like rape and things of that sort. You probably know her if you don't know her name, if you saw her face. Um, And she, I guess, got raped one time or sexually assaulted or something. 
And she said, she's like, damn, I really needed myself as a lawyer in that moment to represent myself through that case. And that's how I feel as a coach a lot of times, you know, especially when I'm going through a hard thing. Um, I'm like, damn, I wish I could just separate my brain, have my coach side and my client side and be able to coach myself. So it's something that comes up for me often. I know it may sound egotistical to some, but it's just the truth. Like I, again, just believe I'm such a great coach and I believe part of being a great coach is knowing your clients really well. I do think, you know, you can coach anybody on anything that you don't even know as a great coach, but it is really special when you know your clients very well. And of course I know myself very, very well, right? And so, um, yeah, I think there's a power in that. And there are some times that I'm getting coached by somebody else and I'm just like, oh, you, you're not hitting it right. You're not getting it quite right. Um, so yeah, that's my first secret. Second secret I want to share with you is I take it very seriously when I see a client going through something as a reflection of me. And I take immense pride when I've worked through something that I can help them heal. So let me give you an example. There are times a client will be encountering something. Like I had a client recently who just could not decide if she wanted to stay in her relationship or not. And she kept going back and forth on it. And this relationship reminded me a lot of my marriage. And I was in a season of really questioning like, okay, am I going to stay married or am I going to leave this marriage because we just were not clicking. I didn't feel respected. I didn't feel heard. He had, you know, his own thoughts, right, about things. Um, And I kept coaching on it. We kept spinning on it. And I'm like, fuck, Lindsay, like you have got to figure this out because you're not able to coach her because you haven't worked through this. And it's just relating so close to home for you that you're not able to coach this in a way where um, you can really hold the most neutral space for her. And so I took it very seriously of doing that work on myself of like, all right, Lindsay, you got to figure this out because you need to be there to be able to coach her in that And so that's just one example. There are other times with clients where, you know, I just see like things, especially if it comes up in their business. And if I haven't encountered that or really mastered that, I'm like, fuck, what is it I need to do? What course do I need to take? Who do I need to work with? What coaching do I need to give myself or whatever it is to be able to master that so that I can guide them and coach them and teach them to getting them to master that as well. And so it's a constant thing for me, especially my Living the Dream Mastermind clients. You know, they've been ones that have worked with me likely for years on end. And I coach them in a way where they get get results faster than I get them, right? And so they typically are right on my coattails a lot of times with things. I'm like, ooh, I just got to continuously stay like one step ahead of them. And again, I know an aspect of coaching is being able to coach anybody on anything and I don't need to do this, but part of my role, especially in that mastermind, is being more of like a coach sultan is what we call it. So you're coaching and you're also teaching and and consulting, right? And so I do have to stay ahead of them. And so every year I'm like, okay, what is it that I need to do as their leader to be able to hold all the things that I know they're gonna go through this next year 
and they're going to be able to, you know, work through because at the end of this next year, they're, they're again, like they're on my coattails, right? So I'm like, okay, I know what's coming up for them. And so at the end of this next year, here's where they're going to be if we hit all our milestones and we typically do, then I need to be this kind of person by this time next year to be able to elevate them again should they want to re-sign up. Or what's interesting too is that my clientele elevates as I elevate. So like the clients that I had at the very beginning typically would not be my clients now unless they just continue to elevate either with me or elsewhere, which I have seen. But most of my clients back then would not be my clients today because there's some kind of rule out there. I don't know if it's proven by any way or if it's just kind of like a spiritual thing. But some people say that you can only be with people who are energetically either two steps ahead of you or or energetically two steps below you. And as I've been doing a lot of research on energy and I'm going to do a whole podcast about energy that's coming up. But the research I've done is like, yeah, when two objects come together, be it people or anything else, they're at two different vibrations, right? And when they come together, be it like you're meeting somebody for a meeting or a client call or whatever it is, you and that other being or object will want to match frequencies. That's just the way that we want to be as humans. We also call it mirror neurons. I'm not going to get all into neuroscience of it, but we do mirror other people around us and we want to match our frequency as much as possible. And so it makes sense, right? If I'm vibrating, let's just say at one frequency, I don't even know what to call them. Probably you can measure it by like the Hertz or something that you're vibrating at. If somebody's way, way low in their frequency, like that's just going to be very off-putting to the two of us. Versus if somebody's just a little bit behind me or a little bit above me, like that's going to make sense and it's going to feel more comfortable with one another. Um, And so we probably, again, label this as humans as like, oh, that felt really comfortable. That felt in flow or I just felt like really elevated in that room, but not to a, a place where it's like so elevated. It's out of my like comprehension, you know. So, yeah, so I, again, I'm working on things all the time and there are even times that I'm like, why do I do this Living the Dream Mastermind? Because I don't make a ton of money on it and yet I do a lot of work personally to be able to continue to offer that because otherwise they would just all outgrow me. And that's where, again, it goes back to my number one is like, I believe and I see that I'm such a strong coach that if I don't keep growing, they will outgrow me because I do coach them so effectively to get to wherever I'm at pretty quickly that then I have to keep elevating. And so to answer that question too of like, why do I keep doing the Living the Dream Mastermind? I do it because it makes life fucking interesting. (laughs) You know, I've been coaching in the Awakened Woman process now for eight, almost nine years. It's pretty easy to me, you know, yeah, there are different clients that bring different experiences for sure, but um, yeah, I think, you know, if I didn't have living the dream, it would just kind of make things like almost a little boring and being somebody with ADHD, I like new and exciting things. (laughs) So that's why I keep coming back to it. All right. That's my number two secret. Number three, I think I am a shitty wife often. And it is something I am working on. I've been working on it for years because the thoughts are still there. But this goes back to the stages of belief. I've talked about it on a podcast. I talk about with clients, but I'll mention it here. You know, there are three stages of belief. You 
present something to somebody, like if somebody were to say, Lindsay, you are an amazing wife, okay? Part of my brain is like, okay, could think that's impossible. There's no way I'm an amazing wife and I'm not there, okay? But somebody's brain could be there, right? And saying, "Uh, no, that's impossible. If you were to present that belief to me, I could also think, huh, yeah, that is possible. I could be an amazing wife, but I'm not there right now right? That's called possibility. The third stage of belief is probability. So if you said, Lindsay, you're an amazing wife. I'm like, yeah, that's probable. Or even I think there's a step four that many people don't talk about is like, yeah, that's just inevitable. Like that's who I am today, right? That's just part of me. Like I don't even need to believe that because it's already just so ingrained in who I am. And so where I'm at with believing I'm an amazing wife is like, yeah, that's possible, it's possible I could be an amazing wife and it's probable from time to time, but I just haven't embodied it. Like I believe I am an amazing mother. I believe I'm an amazing coach. I believe I'm a pretty good businesswoman. I'm getting better for sure. And it's something I've definitely been working on for, cause for a while I thought I was a shitty businesswoman. So definitely improvement there. Um, but the wife thing, like, oof it's just hard. It's hard for me to accept it. (laughs) And even I'll say comments to my husband a lot about things and he'll be like, what are you talking about? You're a great wife. And I don't know if it's just because of my ex. Like when we were divorcing, he was, he made some little shitty comments in there of like, you're an amazing mother, Lindsay, but as you know, my partner, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. And maybe it's just to growing up and seeing my parents' marriage and thinking that my mom was kind of shitty to my dad. And I see some of that in me sometimes. And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm so shitty. I don't know. But I just want to share that. And like, I am working through that for sure. And that's where, you know, I can't imagine ever being a marriage coach. (laughs) I even had somebody who has a marriage podcast, who was like, you and your husband should come on and talk about, you know, what you've done to make your marriage so great. And I was like, no, like, uh, I'm definitely not the poster child here of a great wife. (laughs) And just like, and again, on paper, I mean, I'm pretty darn close, like to how I want to be paper wise. Um, It's just like my mindset with it. I've got some healing to do there for sure. All right. Next secret is my limbic ADHD, which if you haven't heard my other episodes about that, limbic ADHD is basically you have depression symptoms that cause ADHD symptoms. So on paper to somebody else who doesn't know what limbic ADHD is because you'd have to get diagnosed via brain scan, they would be like, oh, Lindsay has ADHD and depression. And um, while I've done so much healing in this arena and, you know, the healing has definitely worked and all of the things, there are some days that are still really, really hard. Um, and the hard days have definitely gotten better. Like they're not as hard as they used to be, but it's still hard shit. Um, and some days it feels really dark and it feels like, oh my God, am I ever going to be past this? Um, is this just kind of like, you know, the best that I can do? And then the next day will be an easier day and I'll be like, yeah, of course it'll get better and it already is getting better and I'll kind of see the light more. But there are some days that are just really, really hard. Um, And so I just share that because I've just learned to accept it. Back in the day, 
even just a few months ago, I would have these hard days and make them so much bigger than they needed to be. Like, oh, it's not working. Oh, you know, and label it all these things. And really, it was just a hard day. You know, a lot of times I see if it's like what I ate the day before, because for the brain that I have, I need to have a lot of protein and not a lot of sugar. Um, And so some days I don't eat that well, and then I'll pay for it that next day or a couple days later. And so I'll just realize like, okay, this is just the way that it is sometimes. Sometimes things will just snowball and it'll make me see even more of like, okay, I've got to go do my tools and I'm not going to necessarily feel better that day. Um, But, you know, if I go and do my tools then I'm probably going to feel better the next day. And so just keep showing up for myself in that. Um, And so I will say it's gotten a lot better of like not letting one bad day turn into two bad days or three bad days and like weeks on end because I've definitely been there, especially when I'm pregnant. That first trimester with both of my kids, man, did I get depressed. I mean, I couldn't even get out of bed. I was nauseous. Even if somebody were like, hey, I'll just give you this medicine to not feel nausea, I'd be like, no, I'm just going to, you know, like lay here and endure it in essence. And it's just so silly. But, you know, that's where I can get sometimes. And I don't know if, you know, the past few months I've talked about it more on the show, but I definitely hadn't in the past. Um, and it wasn't like I was trying to hide it or be unauthentic. I would just typically shift it in a way of like, okay, it's not that bad. Like, you know, it's no big deal and just kind of staying focused on the positive. But when I really leaned into after getting the brain skin, especially of like, wow, this is what I'm managing all day. It's like, man, this is some hard shit. And that hard shit can just feel really hard sometimes. Um, but I want to be an advocate and share that more and more because if I can do, you know, some of the things that I go through and I wish I could just like, you know, have you experience some of the highs and some of the lows that I have, especially the lows. I don't really have like a ton of highs. I think I live a normal high life, but um, the lows, you'd be like, damn, if Lindsay can get through that using the tools that she gives her clients, then fuck, I can like really thrive with these tools. You know, I I thought about that too after I got a brain scan and they're like, oh, your limbic system is just so overactive, which is your emotional center. And I'm like, shit, you know, I am like the queen of managing my mind. I am the queen of overcoming your ego or your inner mean girl because mine is just so overactive. Um, And so again, if I can do it, you can do it. But just know I have really hard days. I just do. All right. Um, next secret I want to share. This is something I don't think a lot of people know about me. Clients know this because there are times they'll come to me with things and I'll be like, yeah, I've thought the same things about myself and I'll kind of share with them and they're like, holy shit, that's what you say to yourself sometimes? I'm like, yeah. So the secret I want to share is that sometimes I really hate myself. I have moments and it goes back to having these dark days, right? Like, I am so nasty to myself and my brain. It's that inner mean girl, right? Um, I actually recently did a release. I think it was in July and I'm recording this episode in October. It goes live in November. But so it was a few months ago, so pretty recent, where I had the house to myself and I did what I give my clients called the release process where you're processing emotions. And I was in my living room floor And I was kind of just like screaming up to the heavens above of like, I hate myself and like saying all the things out loud of what I hate about myself. 
and you may be like, holy shit, <laughs> that's intense. But that is actually the way you get that stuff out of your brain so it doesn't consume your brain. Because after that, I've been really pretty nice to myself because what a lot of people do is they just manage it and they don't lean into all the shitty things they're telling themselves. And so again, then they have to manage it more than if they just leaned into it and just said all the really shitty things out loud and felt the depth of the feelings of what that feels like to tell yourself those things. And just kind of a spoiler alert for you, as many times that negative voice in our head that we call the inner mean girl or the ego and many other names for it out there, that's a voice of our parents most times or somebody who just happened to be abusive toward us um, or just, you know, hard on us if we don't want to say abusive. And so, you know, we have to get that shit out of us right? In the religious world, they even say it was the devil. So something inside of you is saying these horrible, nasty things and they have to go somewhere. Um, And there are just times that I just really just don't like myself. But when I lean in and I get that stuff out, then I'm like, whoo, great. Got all that out. Let's move on, right? But I just want to let you know that, that there are days that you know, I may seem confident because I am um, and really seem sure of myself because most times I am, but that doesn't mean I don't have days that are dark, that are hard and where I think I'm the shittiest person on the planet. And so I just work through that and just know, okay, here's what I need to do to get through this and I will pick myself up back up and be stronger. All right, next secret I'm going to share is I am super spiritual and into the woo. I've been sharing this more and more on podcasts, but I am. I'm a very, very spiritual person. Very spiritual. Like everything I do connects to something spiritual for me. Um, I There are things that I believe in that are currently so woo that I don't even want to share it because I just don't want anyone's opinion about it. And I don't want people judging me for those things. Um, or thinking like, oh my gosh, if Lindsay believes this, then she's going to make me want to believe that. No, that's not the case at all. It's like my own personal spiritual beliefs. And um, they're very important to me. You know, I do have the strength of connectedness. It's my number one Clifton strength, which is a very spiritual strength. And so I just lean into that. I own it. You know, there are times when I do share things, like I'll do a meditation and I've told my husband before, like, yeah, I had a meditation today and like I had a full-blown conversation with Jesus's spirit and like I talked to him and he will look at me so sideways and be like, what the hell? And you may be too, but it's true. Like I have this really beautiful spiritual gift. Most people don't even realize it. Um, I do believe that I think it's called your clairsentience. Like I'm psychic by being able to feel what other people feel. Um, so that's why a lot of times on coaching calls, if you coach with me, you'll see me kind of close my eyes sometimes and breathe and like touch my heart. And then I'll say like, Hey, here's what's coming up for me or here's what I'm feeling off of you. Is there truth to that? And most times he'll be like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, how did you even know that about me? Um, So yeah, I just, it's just like something that's behind the scenes that I don't actually talk about because I just don't really want to, but that's part of me. All right, next secret I'm going to share. This is secret number seven. I dream about moving out of Texas. I've been in Texas my whole life. I've lived in the Dallas area my entire life, which is shocking and crazy to say because as a kid, I was like, I can't wait to get out of here. And I ended up going to college locally at TCU in Fort Worth and then just staying around here. 
Um, but I do dream of moving out of here and you may be like, well, Lindsay, why don't you move now? And I just feel like it's the right place for my daughter. My daughter is currently in the sixth grade. So we've got like six more years. Um, and I want her to be close to her dad, even though there are times that I question how positive of an influence he is with her. But I just, I just feel very drawn to staying here now for her and then seeing once she graduates, my son will then be, I think in fourth or fifth grade and then taking it by that time of being like, okay, is it time for us to move? Are we going to stay here? But um, yeah, I get jelly even of people who are like, yeah, I'm going to the beach today. Like my Florida or California clients or anybody who's on the coast. I'm like, oh, enjoy that beach for me. (laughs) That's like where my soul wants to live. But I do feel very responsible to my daughter right now and her finishing things out here in Texas. All right, secret number eight. I often wonder why I'm running my own business because I hate having attention on me yet I kind of like it too. It's this really weird push-pull that I have. And, you know, I can only attribute it to, you know, I am a Leo astrologically, which Leos tend to like to be the center of attention, and that's my sun sign. Um, But then I'm an INFJ on the Myers-Briggs, which is very quiet. I'm an Enneagram 5, which is tends to be pretty quiet. And so I do kind of have this push-pull of, wanting to be in the spotlight but not wanting to be in the spotlight um it's so funny because you know I've even there was a time where I was like oh I want to be famous and like I want people to recognize me but then I was going to this gym that was farther away from my house because I didn't want anyone to recognize me or see me (laughs) and my husband was like you sure you want to be famous one day and as I really sat with it I was like no that's totally coming from ego I don't want that Um, My true authentic self really just wants to be this quiet healer and leader and um, help people that feel drawn to me. And I think that's why, too, you know, I don't have as big of a brand as some other people who have been in the industry as long as I have, because I do kind of like being behind the scenes. I do kind of like being a best kept secret. I've even had thoughts lately about how I want my business to be like a speakeasy where it's like you have to know this password to kind of even know about me thing. Um, But then I have the push pull again of like, no, but I want this work to be as accessible to everybody as possible. And I want, you know, so many people to buy the self-study version of this and blah, 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 right? So it's this constant thing that I'm dealing with and it is it is really uncomfortable for me to see my picture up a lot of times. I'm not a selfie person, which you know, people in my industry tend to be because they're having to promote themselves and I know part of you feeling comfortable to work with me is seeing me and seeing my face and being like, oh, okay, yes, I, I feel comfortable around that and I feel like she's warm and inviting and understands me and all those things. Um, and, and part of that too is I don't really like being on social media. If it wasn't for my business, I would not be on social media at all. Um, and even I, the past year or so, I haven't really posted on my personal accounts. And then I realized, oh, I really like having the memories come up of when I do post. And so I'll post. And again, it's just like this constant push-pull for me all the time with those things. So I share that just because you may be in that boat too. I know a lot of clients, they're in that boat of like, oh, I want to be on, but I don't. And so just know, you know, we all kind of manage it in certain ways. 
All right, secret number nine. We're almost done here. Secret nine. I often don't pay myself very well, and it's a very rough spot in my marriage. I've mentioned it on other episodes. It's something I'm definitely working on. I feel like I've actually finally broken through the barrier of this. It's kind of embarrassing even for me to talk about because something I help women do is make money and claim more money for themselves. And yet here I am and I don't pay myself. Like I, you know, gross a decent amount of money in my business. And what happens then is I will spend a lot of it on myself in different ways, be it coaching or getting support in my business by hiring people so I don't have to do certain things and I have more time and be in my zone of genius more. But I don't really like pulling cash out of my business and paying myself. I've had seasons of it where I've done pretty well. It's not like I've never paid myself or not paid myself a living salary, but I certainly do not pay myself if I were to go and work for somebody else. Um, and that's something I've really had to work through. And um, to be honest, I still, <laughs> part of me still just doesn't like to do it. I don't do this work to get paid. Um, I mean, I do it so I can be energetically like you know, paid back in essence, like, again, I'll go pay for massages, I'll go pay for trips, I'll pay for coaching for myself, right? And that kind of like recharges me to keep serving. But I don't get excited, like pulling cash out of my business. Um, I mean, I do feel responsible. And I feel very loving when I'm paying myself, because then it's going to my family um, and things with them you know, maybe that I even want within my family, but it doesn't excite me as much as, you know, serving people. Like I just, again, I just, I really love serving women. And I've always said like, when I die, I do not want to be measured by how much money I have or how much money I made, but how many people that I helped And even part of that is how many women did I support financially for them to go after their dreams? You know, you'll see this a lot if you're a client of mine. I pay my clients a pretty good amount for their services. Like one of my clients is a chiropractor. I go see her all the time. One of my other clients is a videographer. I pay her and she sells crystals and I buy a decent amount of crystals, you know, that's just a couple examples. Like I really love doing that. I don't do that because I feel obligated to. I don't do it because it's like, oh, I'm going to pay them so they continue to pay me. I do it because I love to do it. I love it. Um, But I also love my husband and I also want to support him in that. And if I'm not paying myself, then he's financially supporting us. And that's a lot of stress on him sometimes, especially as somebody who didn't come from a lot of money. And, you know, part of that is supporting him. And so it's been a lot that we've worked through as a marriage. Honestly, it's been one of the hardest spots in our marriage for a while because he just didn't feel financially supported by me. Um, And so we've had to work through that. All right, secret number 10, that's my last one. Oh, it makes me want to throw up when people in real life, so in my personal life, tell me they listen to this podcast. (laughs) Every time, every single time I make the same face, I'll be like, oh, I listen to your podcast. And I'll be like, like, it's like literally like throw guts in my mouth. I'm like, oh, that's cool. 
And I've sat there and been like, why do I do that? Like, I should just own my power and be that and be like, yeah, of course you listen to my podcast. It's amazing. And in my professional world, I'm obviously trying to get as many people as possible to listen to the podcast because I think it's some of my best work, especially because it's free. Um, but yeah, I just, I really don't like mixing the two buckets I've realized. Um, and so, yeah, I think too, the way I present myself personally is different than how I present myself professionally. And neither one is an authentic. It's just two sides of me, right? In my personal life, I tend to be very quiet. I tend to be, um, yeah, just kind of like behind the scenes and like I'm there supporting either my kids or my husband or, you know, anybody else, like a friend and like I don't want to be the shining star, you know, goes back to what I said earlier is like I don't really like being the center of attention. But I do know in my professional life, like I have to get on here and say these things and command this presence and lead and do all of that, that stuff. And um, again, that's not inauthentic. It's just, you know, like my professional side, my personal side. And so it's a little weird for me when the two get mixed. All right. So those are my secrets. I hope it inspired you in some way. You learned something new of like, wow, yeah, that's something maybe I need to work on or I need to own or I can lean into that more or just hearing me share some vulnerable things allows you to go share vulnerable things. So um, yeah, that's it for today, my friend. I hope you have some great takeaways and I'll see you on another episode soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast. If you haven't left a review for the show yet, what are you waiting for? Your reviews give us the feedback and momentum we need to continue to produce this incredible free content for you. Plus, when you leave a review for the show, you get a copy of my book for free. Simply take a picture of your review and submit it to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash one zero zero and you'll receive a digital copy of my wisdom from the first hundred episodes book this book is a study guide for life enjoy and of course share the show with your friends i believe every woman can create a deeply fulfilling life that lights them the fuck up from the inside the more you help others succeed the more you help yourself so share share, share this show. And I'll see you soon and your friends back on the show next week for another eye-opening episode. Until then, keep rocking it.